You are tuned in to Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Brewster, Louisiana. Let's catch up with Father Kyle White as he breaks open the readings for today. So uh, by now, most of you have probably heard the news uh, that I received on Thursday afternoon from the bishop that I, the time has come for me to be transferred to another parish. I will be at St. Leo, the pastor of St. Leo in Lafayette, um, as well as chaplain of Turlings High School. Um, and you can imagine the emotional roller coaster that I've been on for the past 48 hours, um, because it's a lot of extremely mixed emotions, you know. Uh, I was hoping to stay here for longer, for sure. And, um, and certainly it's, it's just, it's, it's tough to have to say goodbye anytime. Um, but this place has been my family. We've, we've done such, uh, we've had such great years together and, um, and it, it will always be my first parish and, and my first love. Um, so very hard to leave and, and saying goodbye uh, has been tough the past two days. And then in the same vein, also excited uh, for what's ahead. Um, St. Leo is a great parish and, and I'm excited for what uh, the future has in store for Turlings. Um, but, you know, I found out Thursday afternoon and uh, from the bishop, but I have to say that I've really been knowing about this in particular for about three weeks now. Um, God had a way of just kind of revealing this truth to me ahead of time, uh, very like speaking to my heart uh, very loud and clear for the past three weeks. And uh, and it's been a gift for me to actually hear that and receive that because it, it kind of prepared me to uh, receive that from the bishop on Thursday and to not be completely caught off guard. Well, um, you know, God speaks to us a lot. God speaks to us every day, really, sometimes in small ways and sometimes in, in big ways. And sometimes we hear him and sometimes we don't hear him. And sometimes we hear him, but we ignore it. Or sometimes God challenges us. He asks us to make a change or to do something different. And we fail to respond. We fail to take him up on his invitation. But he's always speaking to us. And I love the readings today. I mean, God's providence is so real. It's amazing how fitting the readings are today, at least for my own life. So bear with me here because we're talking about the disciples being called by Jesus. And this is after John the Baptist was arrested. So just to put it into context for you, um, the, the disciples in particular are Andrew, Peter, James, and John. And we have good reason to think because of the uh, extra biblical studies that are out there. We have good reason to believe that Peter, James, John, and Andrew were all basically following John the Baptist. That they were paying close attention to him and they had good reason to believe that he was something special. John the Baptist was the most charismatic guy on the scene. Everybody was putting all their marbles in the bucket for John the Baptist. He was the guy that was really going to reign in the new kingdom. He was the, the, the one that everyone was kind of waiting for. And all of a sudden, he gets arrested. And you can imagine how confusing that would be. 
You can imagine perhaps some people might have doubted their faith, might have maybe had their faith challenged. Maybe they didn't know what the future would hold because they really put all their marbles in the bucket for him. And we see Peter, James, John, and Andrew returning to their old way of life. They go back to the ordinary lifestyle that they had before as fishermen. And so they're there fishing with Uh, It says that at least James and John's dad, Zebedee, was with them. Just a normal day. And all of a sudden, onto the scene comes Jesus. And Jesus looks at them and tells them, I will make you fishers of men. Come and follow me. And what's beautiful about this passage right here, it says that they immediately dropped their nets and followed him. So it actually doesn't say it right here in the the readings to the word immediately, but if you open up any Bible, it'll say the word immediately. I'm not sure why. Uh, I guess it was a printing error. It's not in the Missalette today. But in your Bible, St. Mark is known for this. The word immediately is all throughout his Bible. He writes this, his gospel in particular has this sense of urgency about it because he emphasizes the sense of urgency of the gospel. And right here is one of those moments where Jesus invites them to come and follow me. And it says they immediately drop their nets and follow. They didn't say, wait till the summer. They didn't say, hold on, I need to settle some things on my end first. Let's make an appointment next week. It said, immediately, they drop their nets and follow Jesus. And what's also cool is that the So that was Andrew and Peter. And then it goes on to talk about James and John. And it says for them, not only did they immediately drop their nets and follow. In addition, he he points out the fact that they left their father Zebedee in the boat. Why is this important? Because the Jews really took the Ten Commandments extremely seriously. I mean, we take the Ten Commandments seriously too, but like they really took it seriously to the point where it was like legally important to them. And no one would have ever thought about dishonoring their parents, especially in public like that, just leaving their father Zebedee in the boat to finish up the day's responsibilities, to bring the boat to shore, to bring the nets out of the water, to, to cast the fish and to, to, to clean the fish and to do all those responsibilities. Uh, see you later, Dad. I don't think so. It doesn't work that way. This was seemingly an act of dishonor to just leave their father. But there was only one exception to the rule for any of the Ten Commandments. The only exception to leave the duties of your parents would be for duties toward God alone. That would be the only time that it would be permissible for a Jew to leave the duties of their parents. Which is to say that in some mysterious way, we don't know exactly the details, but somehow, some way, James and John knew that this invitation to follow Jesus was an invitation from God. They may not have known right away that Jesus himself was God. They may not have known what the future held, but they knew somehow that his invitation was from God. And therefore allowed them to drop their nets immediately and to follow him. And as I I at least think about how this passage relates to my own life right now in particular, I'm so grateful that God really spoke to me three weeks in advance. 
and really prepared my heart for this weekend and for what's ahead. Because in doing so, he allowed me to come to a, a place of acceptance and a place of peace and even a place of excitement, to be honest. Only because I know that God's hand is in this. Only because I know that God has called me to go out and to make more disciples in a new place. And so as I apply it to your life, it's not all about me. My question is this. If God spoke to you today, would you hear him? If God spoke to you today, would you hear his voice? Would you recognize it? You see, God speaks to us all the time, but if he, if he spoke something in particular that he really wanted you to hear, do you think that you would recognize his voice apart from all the other voices? Maybe God might ask you to make a change in your life at some point. Maybe he'll speak to you in a big way sometime in the near future. Maybe he'll ask you to make some kind of change or invite you into some kind of next step. Would you have the courage to respond? Would you drop your nets and follow him? Because God speaks to us all the time. And it's helpful to know his voice and to, to be able to hear him in the small ways so that when he does ask something big of you, you'll be ready. You'll be ready to respond and not only respond, but to respond with conviction, with peace and excitement and with trust in knowing that God's hand is with you. And so I don't know what the future has to hold, but I am excited about this next step. It's not goodbye forever, but it is a change. I won't be far, but I won't be here. But God's hand is behind this. And I'm really excited to see how the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will continue to be alive in this place. Because we all know it's not dependent on me, nor is it dependent on Father Michael. What's so special about Sacred Heart is the Holy Spirit coming so alive in each one of you. We have a great staff, but we have even better parishioners that have risen up and have become missionary disciples and are growing in their discipleship. And we're growing every day. And I'm so excited to see how that will continue and exponentially grow moving forward. God's hand is in this and he will continue to work in all of your lives. But he might ask you to make a big change one day. And if he does, my prayer is that you would recognize his voice and respond with conviction. Amen.